We're going here. We go. See, look at that. <laughs> Professionals, super uh, easy. guys. Is, right. it, is it this much of a clusterfuck when you do it for Stegman, or do you have your every time? Oh, no yeah, it's so, just, yeah, it's just the Rosenberg podcast. We have no. we have a lot of blackmail against Stegman, and so <laughs> he, he, he often wants more professional people, but he can't leave us. Gotcha. I, um, on the exactly. other hand, want less professional people, but that's. <laughs> Uh, Matt came to us and said, I want it to have a real grassroots sort of mm -hmm. feel to it. Like a couple of guys who just started a podcast in their garage. They don't know I, what they're yeah. doing. I, I believe what I said is I want this to feel like the first podcast ever. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and we said, right. So we had to, which is a really good challenge for us. We had to unlearn everything we learned. Which wasn't that much, but yeah. <laughs> it it yeah, took a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should intro the show. Before yes. we're just yes. talking. Um, yes. My name's Matt. That was the cold open. <laughs> that was a cold open. We're going to keep that in. My name's Matt. Uh, Ethan's here. Griffin's here. This is Ideas Don't Bleed. Welcome. Presented by Ash Campros. No, we're not doing that. We don't do that shit anymore. Fuck. You're getting more passive with the intro each time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We don't really need to make a big show of it. It's, you know. <laughs> I feel okay, like if sure. you do like the the big like the the fanfare and the trumpets and the curtain pulls mm -hmm. back and then this is what's on stage, uh, <laughs> it, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. It's the beginning yeah. of Star Wars and it pans down to just another you know another meeting a tax a, a tax route thing you know yeah yeah what if it was that mm -hmm. you, you just do two hours of uh, trade negotiations and they're uh, in real crazy is, it would be this crazy. is this is really the best introduction i've ever had <laughs> we're joined today <laughs> by a guest who seems to regret his life decisions just this mm -hmm. evening uh mr jason aaron is here Yay! jason <laughs> Yay. Hi, oh, thank thank you for that thank you for that great intro <laughs> yeah. i can't possibly live up to all that let's Anytime. talk let's talk about trade we could talk about i you know i was gonna say let's talk about star wars but we could talk about star wars because you uh wrote uh the, the relaunch of the star wars comics i did and actually i'm there, there's a star wars book coming out right now that i've worked on a the darth mm. vader black white and red oh yeah i did yeah. it was my return my return to You're did you still remember? Did you still remember all the stuff? Uh, I th yeah, I think so. I mean, this one's pretty easy. It's literally, literally just Vader and some people you've never heard of, so mm -hmm. I didn't cool. have to remember too much. But cool. <laughs> yeah. is that is that a shot at me that I've never heard of them? Or no, I think this is a shot at me of like you think I've got dementia. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I think you're, I think before we started, you mentioned that sometimes you'll see a comic and you'll be like, oh, I forgot I made that. And that surprised me. I, I mean, I'm prolific. Like I've written a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. How many comics have you I written? Was... Do you know? No, I, I don't have a running tab. Is that another sign of dementia that I don't no, know? Do you know how, how many comics have you written? No, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, you guys don't I have a ballpark on, number? No. Well, I mean, I, wow. I've written hundreds, but I don't know how many hundreds. I don't yeah, think okay. I've written over. 
you want me to go count them real quick and come right do you back? Have, sure. Do you have them? If yeah, you right could. there. Are they right there? I mean, they're, you know, they're like two rooms over, but yeah, I've got. Do you keep everything? I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got, it's, it's my guest room slash, you know, Jason Aaron presidential library. So it's mm-hmm. just full mm-hmm. of, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of gross unless you're my mom, my mom fucking loves it. The only sure. room <laughs> devoted to me. It's just, so all the trades, hardcovers, and then copies of all the comics are in there. Uh, now it's yeah. kind of skewed in that, you know, if there's, there's like six boxes, like drawer boxes of comics, but probably two of them are fucking Star Wars variants, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot mm-hmm. of fucking variants, but. Um, I, I, I like it also because a lot of the presidential libraries don't let you sleep in them. So it's extra nice. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I could Airbnb my presidential library. Yeah. You, <laughs> as a president, you weren't our best. But a presidential library, <laughs> my favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I think the bar, the bar has been the bar's getting lower, so I feel yeah. like I look. You're not, not the bad. worst. Not you're that bad. Yeah, you're definitely not the worst president we've ever had. <laughs> you can um, just like see the Airbnb listing, like uh, a cozy stay in this real nice presidential library. <laughs> yeah, view right. sweet slash room full of Thor toys. Yeah. <laughs> I I would stay there. I, I'm into it. Um, I I it's funny because I gave uh, I for years um, gave my mom a copy of everything I got. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, mom, I made this. And oh, yeah. at, a cer- at a certain point, and she doesn't read them. Um, and at a certain point, she was like, you don't have to keep doing that. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is this is good because it's been it was it was humiliating for me and like sort of becoming oppressive for her and she's just like <laughs> we don't have to do that and i was like i could give you just the collected editions and she was like eh. and i was like god <laughs> damn do you send her like the free digital codes now like i send, <laughs> I send her the <laughs> digital codes uh no she just uses a torrent site she's a, she's a pirate <laughs> sweet um yeah. no she gets really excited about stuff that's mine that like i created but actually sure. like you know she's just like the joker what the fuck am i supposed to do with this um, i mean th- 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 to me that that's most people in my life right like it's always been kind of weird to me and that writing is such a to me it feels like such a fundamental part of who i am and it uh-huh. always feels a little like if you kind of don't know that about me you don't really know me <laughs> but most of the people i know who are important to me in life don't you know they haven't read any of my fucking Thor right. comics or yeah, yeah. You know, now my my mom is the exception my mom reads every single uh, thing i write like she that's awesome drives you know 40 minutes to the closest comic book store to to and has a pull list where it's it's just me it's me know. it's me and she likes she likes Torin's stuff mm-hmm. and i don't think she's read your stuff man I'll try to I'll try to I'll try to hook her up with some wow. with some Matt Rosenberg. Don't don't be offended. Like she there's there's a lot of great comic book writers my mom has never read. No, it's um, fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so you're in good company. You're we're gonna company. have we're gonna have Torin on the show soon, but I think actually we're gonna cancel that now. Well, don't be don't be mad just because she's my mom's second favorite comic book writer. That's like, fair. <laughs> that's fair. I, we'll get, I can't. we'll get you in the conversation. 
Yeah, in the same way that you're not the top 10 worst presidents, I would like to think that maybe I'm in your mom's top 10 favorite comic writers. Does that feel possible? Vaguely. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. That's awesome to hear. Not that Griffin and I need this information. Obviously, we know. But just for the listeners, where's a good place to start with your work, Rosenberg? Like, what would you mention? What would you think should be the first one? Yeah. You're asking me that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't know. <laughs> aren't you the world's leading expert on matt rosenberg comedy? uh yes because i remember all of them the uh <laughs> god this how many shots are you going to take at me on that's this it. that's it that's it that's the last one for the night uh, i don't believe that, one, that. i don't that's, believe it either. it's that the that first was... time you've lied to me on this podcast <laughs> you, you would think but not true <laughs> third um, time my uh the first place to, the best place to start with my work is probably the wu-tang clan comic i did because it's <laughs> not very good and so really you come in like i want to set the bar real low but it's got awesome okay. art in it and so mm, you're like okay. this is weird that this exists was he hanging out with a bunch of rappers yes and like mm-hmm. man the art in this is really good and then from there you're like oh but he actually can kind of write a little bit okay that's fine uh I knew he had it well, that's perfect. My mom's a huge fan of the Wu Tang. <laughs> is she, is oh. she my uh, my partner's mother, uh, who lived in China for a while, uh, refers to them only as the Wu Dong Clan because that's the correct pronunciation. Uh, and there's no amount of wow. times you can correct her and be like, "It's Wu Tang," and she'll go, mm, "It's Wu Dong," and I, <laughs> and I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, it's enjoyable for me to hear the Wu Dong Clan. Uh, Jason. Let's let's uh, we have a first question we asked people. We skipped it because you were <laughs> insulted by our. Intro. This is the first talking? question. We've this been is... talking for like an hour and a half at this point. <laughs> it just feels like that because it's been adversarial. Are but you going to do a director's cut of this episode where you include all the? <laughs> I'm going to do. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> side note: My favorite director's cut story just because i want to tell it anytime someone mentions director's cut is that they asked the coen brothers to make a director's cut of one of their movies and they just turned in a five minute shorter version <laughs> and so i think good. that's the fucking best thing i've ever heard which which movie which was it i don't know i want to say it was barton fink but i don't know that that's correct hmm. um, and i think they were just like yeah we're not going to put this out we're not going to put out a shorter version of this but uh let's ask a question let's ask the first question of the podcast let's start the podcast let's do it. uh yeah no. okay the Jason. starting the podcast in three, <laughs> two, one. Matthew, Jason. Hey, it's great to be here, guys. How's it going? <laughs> it's awesome to have you. We're huge fans. This means a lot. Uh, why comics? What is it about comics that made you fall in love with comics? What is it that made you want to make comics? Um, I, sh- shit. Um, <laughs> You can you can pass at any point. You can pass one of us. <laughs> I can pass. Wait till like you guys answer for we me. We answer for you. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't go well. Uh, I, I I mean, really, to me, it was. I don't know. That's kind of the that was always sort of my only option. You know, I mean, I I love to read. Like I remember, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was the first book I remember kind of picking up on my own and reading and loving and. I remember Lord of the Flies was, you know, a book that really sparked in my brain. But when I discovered comics, which was kind of, um, you know, early 80s, mid 80s, you know, Mm -hmm. just on the drugstore spinner rack, um, they just, I don't know, they just, um, 
blew my brain apart in a way that nothing else really had. And I just felt really kind of instantly galvanized by, you know, by Atari Force and by New Teen Titans and um, Alan Moore Swamp Thing and, you know, like the, the just a plethora of stuff, right? Because it was a great time. As a, I was picking up comics at a really great time, just sort of kind of right before DC's Crisis. So I was there for that, and then all the stuff that came after that. I was I was a DC kid, really. So mm-hmm. really, it's just all that. I mean, it's Marv Wolfman and George Perez and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez and, and Alan Moore, and then eventually Grant Morrison. Like, those people are, to me, why comics? Like, pretty quickly... Um, you know, I, I remember saying out loud to people that I, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. Like, I want to write comics or I wanted to make comics. I think I also wanted to draw. I love to draw at the time. So in my head, I was going to be, you know, Frank Miller, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. but kind of suck at the drawing part of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I just never, never wavered from that. I mean, never stopped loving comics. I mean, wavered a bit, I guess, from the writing comics part. And then I, I had, you know, didn't have the first fucking clue as a kid living in a, you know, a small town in Alabama, how the fuck do you get a job writing comics? Sure. Like absolutely no idea. Can I say fuck this much on your podcast? Is that all right? You should say it more. Okay, cool. <laughs> we actually we have a minimum amount of fucks you have to say on the show. Yeah. All right. Do I just do like balloons drop from the ceiling when I hit it? Is yeah. It, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, you were talking about how uh, Atari Force was the thing that made you want to make comics. <laughs> it is. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like the way you said that. Have you read Atari yeah. Force? Are you familiar with Atari? I'm familiar Force? with Atari Force. Yeah. It's a. It's that's some yes, gorgeous Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. I know. Art. I know. I know. I'm, I'm not I'm, holding it up as the bastion of of. Who wrote know, it? I don't actually know who wrote Atari Force though. Uh, Gary Conway, right? Uh, yeah. the, at least wrote most of it, I believe. Hmm. That's cool. Um, um no i know that i know that atari force is one of those books that people are like it's like a thousand times better than it deserves to be and people, people <laughs> and it really was do. when i was going to the you know the the drugstore the grocery store where i was finding the spinner racks and buying books that was the first number one issue that i remember popping up you know so the first mm-hmm. time like okay here's a brand new book um that i can get in on the ground floor so i was that's interesting was, instantly one of my favorite books i've you know you walk down this the stairs of my house into where all my comics are and the first thing you see is a framed atari force poster so <laughs> is that true um, it is true fuck that's awesome. that's awesome uh yeah it's funny i don't i don't remember what the first book that i could like get as as a number one that was for me but i remember when i started reading gi joe's like the numbers were low enough that i was like i can go back and get these and find them right um and that felt very personal to be like i can have all of this like there's no amount of gi joe that i won't have and therefore no one can like no one's better than me is basically the mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know uh absolutely that's exactly like, what new 52 was dude Come that's on. what i was that's exactly what i was about to say was there's mm-hmm. like something about getting in on the ground floor and i think i think that's like why new 52 really hooked us in a way that it didn't for some other people was it was like oh this can be our dc universe because we're 13 mm-hmm. and it's like starting over and yeah like yeah that was awesome if you guys <laughs> if you guys what? like number one issues of comics i have a company that you're going to be really excited about and they're called marvel comics 
Interesting. Oh, <laughs> I'll have to check it out. <laughs> Everything's a number one. Everything's mm-hmm. a number one if you just look at it right. There's a one. Or an anniversary record. issue. Don't forget. Yeah. Or sometimes I, it's a number one followed immediately by 900. <laughs> true. That's, that's, that's how numbering works. That's how it yeah. goes. One, nine hundred. I remember being in the in one of the Marvel summits where they were sitting there talking about how we were going to do the 75th anniversary or the I don't remember 75th or 80th one of the anniversaries. And I sat there being like, I remember buying the 25th anniversary comics as a child. And I was like, I'm either much older than I think I am, or something has gone very strange with how we calculate numbers. Um, But yeah. So it was the it was the first one, right? Yeah, much yeah. older than you. I'm much older. Right? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. in my I'm in my sixties. I'm in my mid sixties. <laughs> wow, I did some math great. on the flatter. Thank you. I don't. Is that all that milk <laughs> for a guy in his sixties? I look it's like strawberry milk. <laughs> it yeah, yeah, looks yeah. about. Yeah. about. It sounds about right to me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also uh, well, I also love that this show has got me craving after the Sabella episode got me craving reading the new universe and now Atari Force so I'm like I got yeah. some, I got a list going yeah, yeah. well the, I mean you know you can find most all those comics in the the local dollar bin mm-hmm. they'll be, yeah, they'll yeah, be yeah. well worth the dollars that you spend on them uh, or yeah. if you ever stay at the Jason Aaron Presidential Library there's a Ooh, Atari Force yeah. wing that's in the, in the influences section. Ooh. I wish there is another there's another spinner rack in the basement that has has all the books on it that I bought off the spinner rack as a kid. So Atari is Force, really? wow. Blue, DC's Blue Devil was another one that I super loved. And that's awesome. Um, nice. Yeah. You know, Teen Titans. Um, there's even some Marvel stuff on there, but it's mostly DC. <laughs> but so, yeah, I mean, what like. So for you guys, it was the new 52 was kind of what that's what brought you into comics. Is that, is that what you we, said? we were in it like at a younger age, but it was much more sporadic. And it wasn't like it wasn't like a thing where we had money to be able to like consistently pick up series and stuff. But I think around that era of new 52 and like Marvel now and stuff, it was like, I've got some pocket money. Now I'm going to start like, yeah, I'm going to get in on yeah. something and keep it going. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I love hearing, you know, kind of the different generations different ages of people of group of the people like what was the thing that kind totally. of hooked them brought them in the comics like i know for a lot yeah. of people younger than me it was that 90s x-men cartoon yeah, yeah. right which i mean i at the time i thought this thing's a piece of shit like oh it <laughs> sucks like it did not resonate with me at all Mm-hmm. But I know so many people, so many people I've worked with, like editors, you know, yeah, yeah. that's the thing yeah. that made them fall in love with it. So, you know, to you know, that's their version of Atari Force for me. Like that that's, thing. that's how we feel about the Star the Spider-Man 90s show. But just the other day we were like, man, it's weird. The cops all have laser guns. What is that show? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've even seen that. I mean, for me, it was, you know, Spider-Man and his amazing friends was like oh, the yeah. first uh, mm-hmm. you know superhero cartoon uh level that and super super superpowers super friends but you know amazing friends is like a fucking mess of a show right <laughs> when you go back yeah. and watch it now but man at the time <laughs> i absolutely loved it got a killer theme song yeah. yeah it does have a killer theme song i i always think the the x-men cartoon thing is funny because i have this weird relationship with it because i didn't really watch it mm-hmm. and when i wrote x-men i wrote what we'll call to be polite, a polarizing run on X Men, <laughs> and uh, is it I, every is it every yes. run on X Men a polarizing mm-hmm. run? 
Yes, I think every I think at this point, every big book is a polarizing run. Uh, But, you know, at at the time, it was fascinating because I'd done a bunch of X-Men stuff that a certain crowd seemed to really like a certain demographic. And then they didn't like my uncanny. And then people who didn't like my other stuff liked uncanny. And I was I was talking to him about it. I was talking to someone about it. And they were like, well, you know what the divide is? It's people who grew up on Claremont X-Men versus cartoon Mm X-Men like you were brutal to the X-Men in a Claremont-esque way. And so guys in their 40s are like, fuck yeah. And people who are under 40 are like, why is he doing this to them? <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, that's a, that's an interesting. And I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not going around asking people who fucking hate me why they, if they like this cartoon <laughs> as a kid. But I do think it's interesting to be like, yeah, the, the different ways we get into this stuff like really shapes so much of what comes in mm-hmm. the decades to follow. Absolutely, which I think is is fascinating and interesting. And to me, it just gets annoying when people take that to the length of, like, well, because this is this is what I you know liked when I was a kid when I first discovered these characters. This is the definitive version, right? Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. other than this is a mistake and a tragedy and a front <laughs> to these characters. Sure, like you got to be able to look kind of beyond, you know, what. I mean, I say that as you know, as a, as a such a huge uh, Teen Titans fan. Like, I've, it's mm-hmm. to me those characters are will always be those versions from that that original mm-hmm. you know Wolfman Perez series. But it's not like I go on message boards and you know <laughs> yelled at everybody who's worked on the book since then. Like, Spider Man is dating who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you don't have to go on the message boards and yell at those people because you're a famous comic book writer. You probably do it in That's person, true. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I summon them to my, my home <laughs> in Kansas. And you and, go, this, yeah. this, is a, this isn't a friendly visit. <laughs> you tell them when this they come in. This shall be a dressing down. Um, <laughs> I love this idea. I love this idea of inviting people into your home to yell at them. Um, the, hey, Matt, uh, you want to come over sometime? I, I'm there. I'm on my way to, I want to say, Iowa? I want to say I, I literally Iowa? just said Close. Kansas. Like, not you. I want to go to Griffin's house. I know where you oh. live. Although you live in... Wait, you... why do you know where I live? I'm not comfortable with that. I know the general area where you live. <laughs> I know you... Actually, I know the, the city, but don't didn't know which state. Oh, gotcha. Because well, you I mean, live in I a am, tricky city. I could, I could throw... I'm in Kansas, but I could literally throw a rock in, into Missouri. I'm, Have you done it? No, I mean, I, I could... Run outside real quick and do it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm right, right next to State Line Road. Uh, do you? Uh, is there a benefit to one or the other? Like, is there like gas cheaper in one, or like there's no tax on? Oh tiki, yeah, there's a lot tiki of drinks. Yeah, there's a lot of differences in that way, um, yeah. politically and yes, monetarily. Um, mm-hmm. I mean. Y- y- I don't know. Different ones be important to different people. Like what? I know recreate—it's not my thing, but recreational weed is now legal in Missouri. So mm-hmm. there oh, are dispensaries yeah. popping up all over. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think pol- politically, Kansas is in a little better state right now than than mm-hmm. Missouri. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, so don't throw rocks at them. Maybe. Or do maybe do throw rocks at them. <laughs> 
Oh, well, I was thinking like they're having a rough go at it. Oh, sure. I'm a, I'm a don't kick people when they're down kind of guy, and you're a or do. <laughs> just you know, well, both, maybe both they're merits. maybe they're asleep, and you just need to wake them up. Yeah, yeah. They they have they they have to go to work, so go kick them. Kansas or Missouri, get up, go to work. Right. Sorry, we kicked you. Um. So okay, Good let's bit. go. Let's go back. Let's get, get this back on track. We're painfully <laughs> off track. So uh, Where, how far are we going back to the very beginning? Are we starting over? No. Yeah. Okay. Introducing three. Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, Matt. So t- tell us why comics. Oh, that's a horrible question. Ooh. I seriously, I would walk off a podcast if they asked me that. <laughs> um, I just always like comics. I don't know. I I uh, have we not asked you? Have we? We should do a flipped episode where you're the guest. You would hate it. Not a fan. Not a fan. You would hate it. Uh, it's funny because now people ask me all the time to come on their podcast, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm on a podcast. I do a podcast every week. Like that's I'm maxed out on the amount of time I fucking want to talk into a microphone." Thank you, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you know, it's a good it's a good answer to get out of doing interviews, which I should be doing. And people who <laughs> invite me on podcasts are very kind and supportive of my work, and I'm just flippantly like, mm, "No." Uh, I'll do him. I'll do him again when I got something to say. I don't. Ha- I don't have much to say about the Joker. He speaks for himself. It's true. It's fair. You know what am I going to say about Wildcats? People are going to be like, "Do they remember the Wildstorm universe?" I'm like, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I do maybe. know if they remember, but I'm not going to talk about it on your podcast. I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm really digging your Wildcats book. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I haven't read all the Joker stuff. I'm my. I'm pretty much always behind on one thing or another, comic reading wise. Sure. But I've I've um, I've really enjoyed uh, Wildcats. I just told you that's, that's the only nice thing I'm going to say about that's you. That's fair. I was it was nice enough that it was off putting and I didn't really know how to react. But uh, <laughs> I, I was going to say you don't have to apologize for not being current on Joker. I just told you before we started that I started reading a Wolverine book that you worked on uh, 14 years ago. So it's, uh, I'm also a little behind. Um, that's great. I'm glad you were digging in to start doing your research before. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna read everything discussion. he's done, and then right. I was like, oh shit, the podcast is in an hour. I could just read this one Wolverine book that he didn't actually write. He plotted. Uh, Good. Covered all the bases. Covered all the bases. So we're just gonna do a deep dive on that book, if you don't mind. <laughs> the one that I said I had forgotten. I barely remember. Wolverine, <laughs> Wolverine most wanted, big in Japan. That's right. Yeah. That sounds right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about you, you, so you, your, your kid, your love in Atari Force. It's reshaping your brain. You want to, you want to figure out how to be on the Atari Force, and then <laughs> oh shit, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, it did. Uh, <laughs> when does it? When do you? how do you get your start making comics? Like what is the thing that, that I actually don't know. I mean, I know what your first comic was, but I don't know how you got that. Like how, how did I get my how start? Did, you mean like yeah. professionally? Like, I mean, yeah. I, like when you pick, yeah. I, tr- my true start was, I think like everybody else, I just started writing and drawing my own books and, you know, do those exist? Did you publish notebook them? paper and no stapled oh. them together? Just oh, those the, are as a kid. Right. Yeah. Um, no. How did you get your start professionally? How did you go from a junior member of the Atari Force fan club to <laughs> a Vertigo writer? I, I want to say I was more than a higher than a junior member. Oh, I don't know. Um, well, I, you know, like I like I said, I knew pretty quickly that I wanted to write. Um, 
how do I how do I do that? How do I write comics? Didn't have the first clue, you know, mm-hmm. and and especially back in those days. I mean, you, you had to live in New York, right? Like there was mm-hmm. no other way to do it. And I was, New York felt like it was, might as well have been the moon compared to where, where I was at. So um, just kind of all through um, high school and college, just love to write D- anything I could do that would involve writing. I was there. So if it was, you know, I was editor in the high school newspaper and won a scholarship for sports journalism Wow. Um, it's not, don't be that impressed. It was a small scholarship, but still, <laughs> it was like 10 bucks. <laughs> so, something about that. The coupon. <laughs> right. Um, oh. Buy one tuition, get one free. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Um, so, you know, went to, went to school and started in journalism and then kind of realized I hated journalism and mm. had some sort of floundering you know, wayward years and went back to school and took a bunch of creative writing classes, you know, writing constantly, writing page after page of stuff. Didn't have much of a social life, like as really kind of painfully shy and awkward kid. And sort of writing was the only way I could felt comfortable expressing myself really, you know, like I could, couldn't fucking struggle to get words out of my mouth talking to people, but I could put anything on paper and get somebody to read it. So mm-hmm. kind of always just love to do that and still graduated from college and was like, all right, well, what the fuck do I do now? You know, like had no real plan, like still just thought oh, I just want to write, you know, I'm, I'm still just wanted to write comics, write novels, write in some way, moved to Kansas city from Alabama just to go somewhere else, you know, somewhere bigger. Um, was doing film reviews here and then um you know marvel announced that they were doing these talent search contests um i don't remember if that was the still the bill jimmis years or if that was right after jimmis i think it was it was the jimmis years yeah because yeah. Yeah, it was i remember it was kind of controversial at the time because they had you know, like professional comic book writers were saying, like, why are you guys looking for new people? You know, there are a bunch <laughs> of us here. Yeah. But they did these, it was like contests at San Diego Comic-Con and Wizard World Chicago. And and um, so I typed up a one-page synopsis of a Wolverine thing and dropped it in a big stack of them in Chicago and didn't hear anything for months and months until, um, you know, one day I was working my video rental store job and had a message on my phone from Mike Martz at Marvel. So that turned into, that was like a 10 page Wolverine story and Wolverine 175. I think this was like, is that the one where he's in the pit? No, that, that came later though. This was, this is just 10 page story about Wolverine meeting this lady. She has a flat tire on this, you know, backwoods road. And then, and he kills her. <laughs> kills her, yes. <laughs> um, Wolverine's a big admirer of the kick them when they're down philosophy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to get my point across right from the get go. <laughs> uh, no, it was me. It was me doing a riff on Flannery O'Connor's "A Good Man Is Hard to Find." If you remember that story, it's a great short sure. story. But um, so th- 
you know, I, I mean, I, I had always been working towards just wanting to write and just writing constantly and just had this deep passion for writing in the way that it's just a thing I do, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. I have to do it to, to feel good, to be happy, to fucking function properly. Right. <laughs> so, it, um, and I never felt like I was good enough to actually warrant somebody paying money for shit I'd written. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't know much, but I understood I wasn't there yet. And then winning that contest was the first time I felt like, okay, maybe now but the point where I kind of got my foot in the door and I can take a mm. real shot at this. And then it took, you know, five years before I had anything else to show for it. Oh, but really? Were part of pit- that. Were you pitching stuff the whole time? Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, to, to pitching a lot of different Marvel stuff. And then it's kind of somewhere in there, the Jimis did that, uh, you know, they said they were going to bring back Epic Comics mm-hmm. at Marvel, and they started taking pitches for that, which I think, you know, Tom actually just talked about that recently. Yeah, yeah I saw that. His newsletter, what a shit show and a disaster that was because <laughs> yeah. they got so many pitches. Well, I sent in one of those pitches. I wrote, you had to you had to write the first issue of the book to submit it. So I wrote the first issue of a, of a relaunch of the NOM, the oh, Vietnam wow. War book. Yeah, and so the first comic script I'd ever, uh, first full comic script I'd ever written, um, definitely I'd say even now, you know, twenty something years later, hardest I've ever worked on one single uh-huh. script, um, and got a got a rejection letter, but it said somebody had, I don't even know who I should go dig it out and look. Somebody had written. It was just like a form letter, but that somebody had written a note on it that I had made it into the maybe pile, <laughs> um, which still, like at the time, I was like, sure, yeah. I mean, didn't do me any good, but you know, it was <laughs> that was nice to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So shopped that had that script, you know, that I'd I'd written, shopped that around, and sent it. Eventually, sent it to Will Dennis at at Vertigo, you know, who had edited kind of all the the Garth Ennis war story books and. Mm. Eventually got him to to read it and um, they, they got it approved and that was the other side. The first thing I did at, at Vertigo and from that it was just kind of one thing leading to another. Mm-hmm. So, so the other side is a reworked pitch for the Nom, basically. Yeah, I mean it's pretty much. I, I haven't gone back and looked, but in my memory, I think it's pretty much the exact same thing. I just changed oh. the name. That's awesome. I love that. Um, and I don't, I don't I know, like, I mean, you know, Tom, Tom Brevoort in his newsletter talked about kind of what a mess yeah. that relaunch of the Epic was and really produced pretty much almost no comics. Only a couple of books actually came out under that banner. But if it wasn't for that comic, it wasn't for that, that whole, you know, initiative. relaunch and initiative, I don't think I, I would not have sat down and written that script, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it, it, it inadvertently, you know, helped give me sort of my, my second shot, you know, my second chance to, even though I already kind of had my foot in the door, mm-hmm. that, that ultimately led to nothing. And it was really the Vertigo stuff that kind of brought me back to Marvel. And that brings us to the end of part one of our discussion with Jason Aaron. 
Make sure to check out Once Upon a Time at the End of the World, as well as everything else he's working on by giving him a follow on Twitter at Jason Aaron, or by subscribing to his Substack at jasonaron.substack.com. To get the latest episodes of this podcast, as well as news, giveaways, and even comics delivered straight to your inbox, go to ashcanpress.com and sign up for the newsletter. We'll be back next week for part two of our discussion, and in the meantime, you can write to us at ideasdontbleedpod at gmail.com, or tweet to Matthew Rosenberg at ashcanpress on Twitter, me at Tales to Astonish, or Griffin at Griff Sheridan. We'll include some of your correspondence on the show, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. And big thanks to Summer People for our theme song, Where's the Poison? Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Where is the poison?